come to the reading of the scriptures, and I'll be reading a whole of it from Matthew 25, 31 through 46. So hear God's word. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as the shepherd divided the sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, the blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was a hunger, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hunger, and fed thee, and thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, that as much as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. Then shall he also say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, be cursed into everlasting fire, prepare for the devil and his angels. For I was a hunger, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in. Naked, and you clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and you visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when shall we be a hunger, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? And shall we answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And ye shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Amen. So with that, uh, let's say a prayer. Father, we ask that uh, you would help me to handle this with great care, and also that we would hear in a manner that would be comfortable to our faith in Christ's name. Amen. <laughs> My faithful servant, I entitled this. Christians are to serve Jesus Christ in this life. And why? There are three reasons. The first being because our service will be judged by the Lord Jesus. On the day of judgment, the Lord Jesus will separate the sheep from the goats, as we've already read. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as the shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. The Lord Jesus will judge the sheep, and he will judge the goats. First the sheep. Verse 30. And shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom 
which was prepared for you from the foundation of the world. On what basis will he judge the sheep, the people, his elect, on the basis of their service? As it goes on to 35 and 36. For I was a hunger, and you gave me meat or food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. The Bible says in another place, for other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, and precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble, if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, and so is by fire. There will be a purging of the wood, hay, and stubble of our lives, of our works, so that what we mean will be the gold and the silver and the precious stones. And then the Lord will judge the goats, as it says in 41, then shall he say also unto them, on the left hand, depart from me, cursed, everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. On what basis? Once again, on the basis of their service, or lack thereof, 42 and 43, for I was a hunger and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you took me not in. And you clothed me not. Sick and in prison and you visited me not. How is your service to God and mine according to this standard? In 2 Corinthians 5, 9 and 10, the Apostle Paul Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, meaning from this life, we may be accepted of him and by him. For we must, for we must all stand or appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that which he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Your works and mine may be good or bad, or and bad, the fruit of our tree, evil and good, to use the words of Christ. But which is it? Well, what are they? For not everyone that says unto me, our Lord will say in that great day, Lord, Lord, <coughs> shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of our Father, which is in heaven. That is what's found in this. A good work, as someone defined it, is one that is according to Scripture by the principle of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. To the glory of God the Father, in the name of Jesus Christ the Son, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. The works in this piety. In 1 Peter 4.17, the Apostle Peter states, For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. That's us. That's the church. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? 
think about that. If God is going to judge us more so, will he judge the world in righteousness by that man that he ordained, even Jesus Christ? Prepare to meet thy God, everyone, not excluded. No exceptions or exceptions. How are you doing so far in your preparation, I should say? Secondly, Christians must serve Christ now. Why? Because of what he did already for us. As it states in verse 34, Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, be blessed of my father. Imagine that he's going to say those words, and they will ring like music in our ears. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. It's already been prepared. This is mind-boggling. How, how is it that our steps are already ordered by the Lord from eternity past? What did he do in eternity past? Well, we need to turn to another passage of Scripture. That is Ephesians chapter 1. To get a feed on exactly what he has done. Eternity past, according to Ephesians 1, 3 through 7. 3. Blessed be the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. We are placed in heavenly places in Christ already, even before we get there. We are chosen in Christ, verse 4. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and not blame before him in love. Adopted us by Christ, verse 5, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. He didn't have to do it for us. We don't have it coming. In fact, we have the very opposite due to us because of our sins. Hell. And it gives us heaven. It's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom, he said, to his little flock. And that includes you and I who are in Christ. And lastly, we are accepted in Christ. And this is in eternity. To the praise of the glory of his grace, where he hath made us accepted in the blood. Maybe I should take that back and say, in time. That begins uh, the next portion. But he did in time. In verse 7. In whom? We have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Just like what we read earlier. Save us in Christ, for by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, and not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So we are not saved by our works, because we don't have any good works to speak of. But nevertheless, when Christ saves us by his perfect work, by his perfect righteousness, by his precious and holy shed blood, we are. We become the workmanship of the Holy Spirit unto good works. He makes us a new creation in Christ, the Bible says. And, and that uh, scripture I quoted from Ephesians 2. Don't tempt the Lord by thinking salvation is a free ticket. 
and to have that needing to serve Christ. For after all, what we do for the Lord is flowing out of a heart of deep gratitude and love for all that he has done, for all that he has given, for all that he continues to, to give and to do in our lives, and that he will until we will finally meet him in glory. But I must ask this question, what kind of a workmanship are you and I? You know, when people who are involved in certain uh, arts and, and crafts uh, do things like making clay pot, what do they want? Do they want to just throw something together, slap some clay together or some mud together? No, absolutely not. They want something that will shine, something that will be enduring, something that someone would want to keep and put on their mantle, for example. And that's how the Lord is. But what kind of workmanship are you and I in the hands of the Lord? For it says, well, we are his workmanship, is it not? What do you think? Are you a good workmanship? No. Because, as it goes on to say, we have been created in Christ Jesus unto the cross. He is indeed our righteousness. He is our glory. But he also is perfecting us and honing us so that we would be like his glorious image and day. So that we would be conformed to the image of Jesus. In time. Not at the last day of glory. That, that's, that's plain. I mean, that's truth. Thing, but now, now, like what 2 Corinthians 5, 17 is all about. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creation? Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's the beginning. That's the beginning. So is this new? Is this new? And lastly, Christians must serve Christ now. Why? Because now is the time to serve the Lord. Service happens in real time, as I call it. In our passage in Matthew chapter 25. Thirty-seven reporting. Lord, when saw we thee a hunger? and fed thee, or thirsty, thirsty, and gave thee drink. When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee. When saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee. He shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it unto the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. That happens now. That happens in this present life. Whether you're about doing these things or not, as in the case of those that follow uh, in the other side, on the left side, you get my sides mixed up sometimes. Because I'm thinking about you and where your right is and your left. But on the Lord's left hand, then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee? A hunger, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee. Doesn't that sound like they're in a rush to go somewhere? 
saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of these, you did it not unto me. Now is the accepted time, the Bible says. Now is the day of salvation. Our passage is recording the Lord Jesus speaking in real time, or not in real time, but in eternity, eternity future. But by that time, say that, it's too late to serve Christ. And you shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous shall not return. The sheep will have already gone into glory. The goats According to this end of the world prophecy, as what it, it truly is, the main thing that will matter again is what? You and I are like one of the two sons of a farmer that the Lord talks about in Matthew 21. Matthew 21, just a few chapters before, beginning at verse 28 to 31. But what think you? Notice how the Lord asks questions. That's why it would prompted me to ask questions of you. A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, you repented and went. And he came to the second and said, Likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Whether of them twain or two did the will of his father. That's, that's, that's all that matters to the father. That's all that matters to God. Whether you have done his will or not. And they said unto him, first. I won't get into the actual background of this, but it's referring to the Jews who did not the will of God and did not, they did not receive Jesus Christ as the Messiah. They did not see Christ Jesus the Lord and walk in him. And he that is the one who did the first said, I don't want to do it, Father, but then relented or repented or repented as the words of scripture of our Lord. Our Lord says of that, and he shall be mine. And that day when I make up my jewels, he shall be mine, and I will spare him, as a man spareth his own son. And when the Lord Jesus returns, he will judge or discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth God not. No time, you say, too busy. Both sons had the same amount of time in a day. We all have that, right? We all have 24 hours in a day. 
Both have a lifetime in which to accomplish all the things that they possibly want, including serving Christ. There's no lack of opportunity either, I might add, to serve Christ. It's what you and I choose to do with it, that is with our time and with those opportunities. As God, in his bright and shining providence, as someone that I look up to and admire, call him a pillar of the church, certainly a pillar to me. As God, in his bright and shining providence, would present. Look at Matthew 9, 36-38. And let's track the master because we're followers of the Lamb, are we not? And Matthew is going back even further. Look at Matthew. And when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. This is the world. This is not only Israel, but it's the whole world that is in this condition of being without a shepherd. And I'll tell you something, sheep will perish or die without a shepherd. They need a shepherd. Unlike goats, you probably were of that. Then said he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth labors into his harvest. Are you praying for that? Are you praying for the Lord to do that? I trust that you are. You know, and praying for others to go, as it were, about you and I. You hear the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Will we respond to that as one of old did? Isaiah said, Here am I, send me. Or perhaps another time. Later. Never. I put a modern bulletin. From the past, his put models in both, and I thought this was really a good model. To serve God is a choice. There is not. Joshua 24, 15. Someone wrote in a devotional that I read, unless we are willing to sacrifice ourselves for the sake of others, all that we do in the church is just so much window dressing. In other words, it's all looks. It's all for appearance. The Lord looks, doesn't look upon the outer appearance. It looks upon our hearts. The Lord says, this is my commandment that you love one another. As I have loved you, greater love hath no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. If he tells us to lay down our lives for each other, can, are we not to do anything that comes short of doing that? Obviously, logic tells us, of course not. Our Lord is making a hyperbole. It's like an exaggeration. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe I should take that back and say that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> because 
Are we willing to die for the Lord? Are we willing to die? And so doing, bear our cross for Jesus Christ by being willing to do that for one another. And Jesus say this to you and me now. Well done, good and faithful servants. Because if he can say that to us now, I assure you that he will be able to say that to us in the day of judgment. On that great day, be first, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Be fit. If any man purge himself of these things, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. And finally, be faithful, so that we will hear the Lord's well done, good and faithful servant, enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Because you have been faithful in a few things, I will make thee rule over many thou be children of Brethren beloved, co-laborers in Christ, use the words of the military, carry on, carry on. We'll be seeing the transfer of one of our rank, one in our ranks and his family to younger parts. But we must carry on. And I know that that is what their desire is for us to do, even as we pray the same for them. The end. That Christ may exalt, be exalted in all of this church. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, Father, thank you for this privilege to be a servant of the Lord. Thank you for making so many here faithful servants of yours. But help us, O oh God, that we would reach for the gold. That we would reach, Lord, for the highest, because Lord, we can do no other than having been bought with Christ, having desire to glorify God in our body and our spirits, which belong to you now. This end, Lord, we pray that you will work on everyone here, and everyone that hears this word, to the praise of your name, for when we meet you, all the glory will finally be as those trophies that are sent about that will be spread at your feet, beginning with ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen.